0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Stars Season 3, Episode 7, titled My Best Girlfriend's Maids' Wedding Trip. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one quixotic co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... Girl,
1: get ready, they gonna meet me your ass to <laughs> death,
0: <baby. laughs> To Taylor... The Latte Boy. (laughs) Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello. We are almost done with All Stars 3. And then we get to go into the 13 weeks of Season 10. Season 10. Is it 13 weeks? I think so. Yeah, 13 or 14 weeks. How many
2: queens are there?
0: I don't know. I didn't
2: go to fucking school for math. (laughs) because i honestly i don't even know most of their names yet i i'm so behind on because i'm so caught up in all stars three that i haven't had a chance to really focus on i know i know the names of a couple of them but i don't know who's who or anything i did see the list for the judges this this for season 10 let me see how
0: many i can name let me see how many i can name i don't think I can name all of them but let's see how many i can do i can do uh calorie kardashian williams uh vanessa mateo Uh, then there's this, ooh, Vanessa. Can I add them as I know them too? Oh, like, like who do you want to add? The Vixen. Okay, the Vixen. Then there's Um. Mayhem Miller from out here. Then there's this Cameron Michaels that everyone loves because he's hot as a boy. It- then there's Aquaria, who I think is hot as a boy. Aquaria. I don't, okay. Uh, is it Blair St. Clair? Or- oh, Blair St. Clair, who met our, uh, you know, our pal Evan Ayers. And according to Evan Ayers, who was blackout drunk, was hitting on him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whatever. That's the only reason I
2: know her name because of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then there's also, oh, Ms. Cracker. Ms. Cracker. Yes. And Isn't then we get Asia Asia, something? Asia O'Hara. And okay. then there's Yahuwah. Oh, Eureka, then,
2: who we actually have talked oh, to. Eureka O'Hara. Yeah.
0: And then... Uh, uh, so then are there, there two O'Haras? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine.
2: So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I am... Going to watch the I, – I bought pre-bought season 10, but I know that, that comes usually with the Meet the Queens where they show all the videos, but they show mm-hmm. it all in like a 25-minute thing.
0: So I will watch that at some point and feverishly take notes. Yeah, listener Jordan Darling wanted to know if we were going to do a Meet the Queens episode. I, I told him how we were going to do it, which is if they release a um, – Look, if they don't release the workroom entrances early, we'll then do we'll, we'll do the meet the queens from the video. We'll release it a couple of days early, uh, but then other otherwise we're gonna do the the episode because they usually release the what they have been doing is showing the workroom entrances like on Monday. Yeah, so we'll do that, release that early, and then do the rest of the show. On uh, on Thursday, but you know uh, how's everything going with you? what did you before we even go into this? Like I was telling Taylor, like it's so funny how last week it was like we don't have time to talk because you know that was so much happening. I mean, I'm not even joking. <laughs> I was able to squeeze so many episodes out of this show. We had the main show, then we came mm-hmm. out with a bonus show. Then right. I was that still, we
2: talked for like an hour, about five minutes worth of the show.
0: Yeah. And then I did a whole uh, Rulaska Thoughts episode that I released yesterday. Um, be- and that was 45 minutes long. And that was just about one segment as well about the workroom table. Yeah. And I just literally broke down every argument and gave receipts about how this person was wrong and that person was wrong, and uh, did a whole episode breaking that down for our Patreon members. So it was it, and and I still feel we didn't waste any time. There was so much to dissect in that in in that uh, episode. This one, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. A fucking, uh, I know, I know. I was watching it the whole time. I'm like, this is so filler.
2: This is so so filler. But it's it's you know you need after. A monumental moment like last episode, you kind of need to sort of ride this out, especially as we get into the finale, you need to have a moment to take a breath and just kind of watch a par acting challenge. And then, you know, you go into the finale next week.
0: Anyway, anything going on in the world of Tale of the Latte Boy that we haven't missed? I
2: mean, like, Um, let's see. Let's see. What is going on with Tale of the Latte Boy? Uh, I went to the the Saturday morning market this week in downtown St. Petersburg. That was exciting. And I spent money on foods that I wouldn't normally spend money on because I felt like the barefoot Contessa walking around.
0: Oh, like your feet smell? Yes. Like I
2: had smelly feet and I was wearing a shent. Not a shirt, not a tent, but a shent. (laughs) As
0: we all know, uh, I feel like the barefoot contestant looks like her feet smell. And then she walks her. And then you know what, too? That, like, when she's sitting down there with her husband. What's his name? Gary or something like that? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. And they're, like, watching whatever fucking goddamn horrible show they watch, you know? And then Mm -hmm. she, like, puts her, like, her, like, feet on his lap and, like, wiggles her toes. She does not
2: do that. (laughs) She does not do that. How do you know? Well, they don't show it. How about that? They don't show it. I, I I love Ina and Jeffrey. They look like they have, like, a wonderful, happy marriage.
0: Who's your favorite person on this uh, On this Food Network? On Food
2: Network? Yeah, the yeah, only yeah. One, the only one that I watch any – I used to watch a bunch of them with my ex. He was a big Food Network fan. So we would often spend Saturday and Sunday mornings mm-hmm. watching Paula Deen and Rachel Ray and Ina Garden. Um, we would usually stop when it got to Alton Brown because neither one of us are big Alton Brown fans. But um, – I, Ina Garden is Ina Garden is my favorite one. She's she's like the last one left. All the rest of them now it's all it's her and the Pioneer Woman, who is the blandest. She should just make white bread with mayonnaise like every single week because she's just horrible. And the fucking Guy Fieri, he's the worst. He ruined my Food Network experience. They do occasionally have Cupcake Wars on though, and Cupcake Wars is on at night. And the guy who is the host of that is really cute. He's very much of the – he's very uh, – I, I forget his name. He's in some horrible gay movie with Anthony Rapp and the girl that was Willow on Buffy. And they show they show trailers for it on Facebook every once in a while. And the only reason I watch it, watch the trailer, is because he's in it. But the rest of it just looks like a total shit show. Go ahead. Do, do your thing. <laughs> I see you smirking, so just go
0: ahead. This week, the girls (laughs) process Ben's self-elimination, meet Nancy Pelosi, and participate in an acting challenge. On the main stage, the girls swept the stage in their best Lady in Red Couture. Trixie Mattel and Shangela Laquifa Watley were named the winners of the challenge, while the remaining queens were placed in the bottom. After a lip-sync battle for their legacies, Shangela defeated Trixie and was named the winner of the lip-sync, and used her privilege to send Morgan McMichaels, her dear friend, home Packing Taylor, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. All right. The two things that I liked about the episode was
2: the looks on Trixie Mattel's face when Nancy Pelosi was talking. That there was something very genuine and very where he was clearly very touched at the fact that she was standing there talking to all of them. Um, and that was just nice to see a you know because so often when they're all standing there, they kind of all have that where they you know it's clear that somebody has told them now look surprised or look confused or look you know we're arching eyebrow. That seemed like a genuine moment. As did when Morgan turned around and saw her and kind of did the where she put her hands, which went oh my god, like it was it was a big deal. So that I liked that. Um, the other thing that I liked, and I'm definitely jumping ahead. No, I'm not going to jump ahead for the one thing, but I'm going to jump ahead for the other thing. Shangela's Lip Sync. That is an instant classic lip sync for your legacy. That was we were both laughing really hard and just enjoying everything about that. We were living for that. So that is definitely something that I really loved. Um, The thing that I did not like... I, I didn't like the acting challenge. It felt like they kind of showed you making the trailer, like the fir- like the twenty minutes that or the ten minutes that they showed, like where they all came in. They used like all of that footage, and I, it just it just seemed like a wasted, a wasted challenge. It was I was not I did not like this. But I'm not a big fan of most of their acting challenges, especially when they have them all work in one big group.
0: What about you? Okay, I want to name. I want to say a couple of things here. One. Uh, the person that you are talking about who hosts Cupcake Wars, isn't his name Justin Williman? Is that his name?
2: No. His name's uh, Jeffrey
0: something, I think. Hold on. I'll look it up. I, who's the magi- there's a, he, He's a magician, but he changed his name. He used to go by the name Justin Credible, which is so fucking stupid. Oh, that's and gross. I, and I thought he hosted um, Cupcake Wars. Maybe, uh, maybe he left Cupcake Wars. Maybe it's no longer. I think longer. they have
2: more than one. The guy that I am talking about, let me see. Hold on, just to, okay. That is not his name.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? I it's he to, went by what, something else.
2: What's his name on the according to the internet? it says Justin Justin Williman, w- which I just said. No, I know. I I get that, Josephina, but I okay. That's I, it. We're ending the show. Jonathan Bennett. Uh, who's he? Well, that's that's the name that he goes by. On that's the, okay. I'm confused because Justin or Justin Bennett and okay, who's this? Who's this asshole? That's not who I. Okay, there's one that has kind of crazy hair and mm-hmm. there's one that's got big eyebrows. I like the one with the big eyebrows, and I thought his name was Jonathan Bennett because that's the. He also apparently played Aaron Samuels on in Mean Girls. I don't know. I don't watch his Cupcake Wars. Okay, he's cute. He's cute. He's very my type. He's very clean cut. He's very vanilla. <laughs> Get it, Cupcake Wars. He's very mm-hmm. vanilla. Um, How many different kind of wars can they have
0: of the cupcakes?
2: they have There's cupcake wars and there's donut wars. Mm-hmm. And they occasionally they do things with donuts. But the donut wars are always... Actually, the cupcake wars are kind of stupid, too. But it's always something like, you know, for this challenge, you have to make a cupcake that it's that's inspired by the Grinch. So mm-hmm. you can use cinnamon, vanilla, and canned peas. You have 30 Ew. minutes. Go. It's always, like, weird. Like, they try to combine sweet and savory and... There's always there's always some like, I don't want to talk about the contestants, but I I like looking at him. He's kind of cute. He's kind of dorky. That's that is my wheelhouse. That is what I like. I like cute and dorky. And I definitely like big, thick eyebrows. And I'd like him on top of me doing things to
0: me. That's, you know, feeding me cupcakes the whole time. Playing with your muffin top. Playing with my
2: muffin top. Exactly. Do
0: you think that Justin Willeman is cute? Uh, Not as cute as Jonathan Bennett. I feel Justin Willman. I don't know. I don't know his sexuality at all, but he looks very gay to me. Well, Jonathan Bennett is gay, okay, to the best of my knowledge. There's another magician. Uh, for those of you listening, I'm a I, I'm a member of this uh, organization called the Magic Castle in Hollywood. It's a private club for magicians. I know it. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. Anyway, uh, there's cause there's another guy. He has a TV show too. He's cute as well. I think he's gay. Uh, but I remember what the TV show is called, where he goes and like does pranks on people. You know, I'm oh, talking, you know, Carbonara effect. Yeah, carbonara Michael Carbonaro. Yeah, I see him at the yeah, Magic the Castle Huff- all the time. The
2: Huffingtons are a big fan of uh, that show.
0: I see him at the Magic Castle all the fucking time. Really? Oh yeah, He's super cute. But I'm always oh, like, kind of cute. I think he plays for our team. I'd guess this is just from watching him walk around and talk to people <laughs> and stuff like that. I have, I have when no, he skips from room to room. <laughs> yeah, when he just goes, ta da! When he
2: walks <laughs> in the room, any. <laughs> And shoves a shoves glitter out of, of a glitter butt plug out of his butt, and then like hits everybody with it like it's a magic wand.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? This reminds me of too. You never seen this Ace of Cakes, or yeah. shows or shows like that? Every time I watch these shows, I'm like, I would never hire this guy. And my, I mean, every cake I I have this guy make is gonna be in danger of falling down, or like it doesn't get to the event or anything like that. Like oh, I well, feel that's like
2: the, that's the drama.
0: That's whenever you watch the cake champion, the baking
2: championships. Where they have to bake something and then they have to move it from the table to the presentation table. And mm-hmm. it's always like tonight it's always the last five minutes of it. That's always the part where you're just like, oh God, oh god, oh god. And inevitably one always falls and everybody's disappointed. Oh some some housewife who's doing like, you know, private baking out of her kitchen in Omaha, Nebraska, couldn't get the Disney Magic Castle just right, so it tips over and then everyone is crestfallen for a second. It's <laughs> drama it's 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 exciting it's it's i i live for this shit what does it say when i'd I'd rather talk about that than this episode (laughs) it says a lot about the episode yeah there were some there were some good moments
0: there were some good moments look the, the show is always entertaining i'm never bored watching the show yeah all right but this this was not necessarily the best episode um what's the did you tell me the one thing you didn't like
2: I didn't like the, the acting challenge. I didn't oh, like yeah, the yeah, challenge. Yeah. So,
0: so. I, that that's my same thing I didn't like. I didn't like hmm. the acting challenge at all. I didn't, that it was just not funny at all. And what did you like? I liked the moment where Kennedy, like that I play in the beginning where she said, Oh, uh, girl, they're gonna meme this or whatever.
2: Well, that was at the end. That wasn't at the beginning. It doesn't
0: have to be at the beginning. Oh, the beginning of this sir, episode. Sir, I'm sorry. Yeah, that I thought that was super, super funny.
2: Now, did you like that because that's vindication for your theory that BB has not watched any other season? Oh, of Drag Race? yeah, we're gonna
0: get to that. We are gonna fucking get to that. I fucking. Okay. Niche. Yeah, and then also uh, the runway looks. Um, I I like the runway looks across I, the board. I am
2: yes, I
0: am very,
2: I am very very plus on a couple of them, and very not crazy. On oh, really? There were them. some you didn't like. Oh, they're, they're, interesting. They're, uh, okay, okay. Do, do you want to just do the mud runway looks first? so We kind of get it out of the way. Can we just, yeah, we could that, do that if you okay. want. <laughs> <laughs> girl, put the bass in your walk, head, to toe, let your whole body talk. And what? Welcome to the look segment of RuPaul's Drag Race
0: Recap. Joe Batanz, how are you doing this evening? Hey, kitty girl. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I read you, wrote you.
2: <laughs> We've never done that before. We need, we need to start making that a thing. That yeah. needs to become a thing. Okay. All right. So um, I am doing this from memory because I did not have my phone with me to take pictures of the screen. But I can tell you that I know BB came out first, and BB was wearing a red, um, kind of like business suit looking thing that was sort of bejeweled, and that she had on a mask mm-hmm. with a hood, um, and then had her had her hair had like long straight hair that kind of came out the back. She eventually took the hat uh, the mask off to show her face. Uh, this was not one of my favorite looks. However. The jewels over the eyes, I loved them and the detail of the makeup around the jewels. I was watching her when they were doing the mirror moment, kind of drawing lines to kind of black lines to kind of accentuate around the gems. And I thought that was great. But as far as the look goes, I give this
0: look a boot. Uh, Yeah, she's a gay daredevil. (laughs) Okay. And I, I felt like BB's I uh, not BB um Nina Bonina's brown was not was not super similar, but it had the same sort of feel to it. Last were the first look she wore that she won that competition for. With the lace. With the Yeah, lace with the lace, moves. but it covered her face and everything like that.
2: But how would BB know? Because as we found out later, BB hasn't watched any of the seasons, so she knew
0: I knew, I I knew she face. didn't watch the season. It made sense. Like I can't remember why I knew that. Uh I would give it actually from what I've seen in the pictures, uh a toot.
2: Okay. I don't know. So one
0: it. one boot, one toot. All right. Yeah. So next up that I can
2: remember off the top of my head is Kennedy Davenport. Kennedy yeah. was wearing a very bejeweled pageant gown, um, had large black, almost like a pompadour type hair. Mm-hmm. Uh this would be my second boot of the night because the dress was not flattering to her figure. It definitely, anytime they showed side angles or three-quarter. We definitely had the pooch belly. I thought maybe if she would cinch her waist or do something, it might be a little bit more flattering. I mean, it's a pretty enough dress, but it's also kind of basic. So I gave this look a boot as well.
0: Okay. Well, here's the here's the deficiency that I have is that I'm looking – the the pictures that I snapped really fast don't show her from the side. Mm-hmm. So I'm only seeing the front. And from the front, it looks fantastic. Okay. And I love the wig. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. All right. Yeah. So
2: next up was uh, Shangela and Shangela came out in a dress that slowly inflated over time over the walkway, which I'm surprised that nobody really commented on that when she was walking down the runway. Um, but I loved the effect. I thought it kind of it, it was definitely it stepped out of a box. It was something that you would you could talk about and remember. So Mm -hmm. I gave this look while it wasn't necessarily super flattering. It was, it got your attention and it was something that was a, it was a very wow moment. So for this, I get for that, I gave it a toot.
0: All right. Like, I I felt like they were like this outfit blows. Yeah. So she really spiked the competition. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Something about inflation. I don't know. She's full of hot air. Okay, go on, (laughs) moving on. Oh, what do I think of it? I like it. You know, I again, I'm so busy, like, taking notes and taking the pictures and stuff that I didn't get to see it, and I'll see it in full effect tomorrow, but, like, I didn't get to see it in full effect, but I still give it a toot. I like it. Yeah, Okay. So next up,
2: um, I'm not sure which one I want to go first. Uh, Let's do Trixie. Trixie came out uh, kind of like a naughty librarian where she had on a a Armis Brooks type blouse with latex shorts and big blonde hair. And she had books attached to the top kind of as a hat or a fascinator. Mm -hmm. I fucking loved this look. I thought she looked amazing. And something that I would not normally say about Trixie, especially when she was sitting with deliberation, the way the hair was kind of messy and stuff, she kind of looked hot. So I definitely, I love this look. I gave it a, I gave it a toot. Big toot.
0: Uh, Yeah, I like it too. I don't know if I like it as much as you did, but like, I do like it and I love that the the books are the hat and she incorporated the apple, which is red with her outfit, which looks almost like a soda fountain kind of thing. Soda jerk. Uh, I give it a big toot.
2: All right. And then finally, we had Morgan McMichaels, who came out very slutty Mary Queen of Scots Mm -hmm. with her plaid and her makeup and her 40s-inspired hair. I fucking lived for this look. I, this, this is, uh, because it is so different from what she normally does, and I thought she looked amazing. I loved the hair. I loved the plaid. I loved the the, the kind of diminished makeup. Mm -hmm. It it was, it was... uh, It it, it, it put, I always always like Morgan whenever I've watched like YouTube videos of her lip syncing and stuff. I have a lot of respect for her. But this look was possibly one of my favorite looks of the season.
0: (gasps) Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. This this was, anytime she was on camera in deliberations and stuff afterwards, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. So huge toot, huge toot for Morgan.
0: Really? For me, it's just a toot. All right. Well,
2: and. do we want to talk about RuPaul's makeup? Do we want to talk about RuPaul's
0: wig? It, it, uh,
2: it looked. And the dress. Like the whole thing was just sort of a
0: mess. The wig looked like she was about to go out, and Delta was like, oh my God, I'm afraid to put your wig on. And the... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hey, so stop. You don't have a wig on. Her. <laughs> That's what it kind of looked like. I, it, I I noticed it. Let me tell you how noticeable it was. When, you know they do the far away shot, the wide shot? <laughs> you know shot. how noticeable it was? Joe noticed. and yeah. That's how long. <laughs> You know what? You're right. Uh, but on the wide shot, when she, and then she's like a little dot, and she had her hand up, or she's coming in, I uh-huh. could see how far back it was from the wide shot. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. bitch.
2: Okay. So you got that. You have the makeup, which looks like somebody blew paprika in her face, mm-hmm. where it was just Who's paprika? Horrible-
0: Huh? Who's, Who's Paprika? paprika?
2: <laughs> um, and the dress was so, that was a situation where she wasn't wearing the dress, the dress was wearing her. That thing was so fucking structured that it was almost like, it all, you almost expected to see the wheels under it, where she almost looked like a float, mm-hmm. because it just, it was like moving independently of her, but not in a good way, and it was just, this is, she's had some great looks this season. This was not a good week for RuPaul.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it was a good week for. I wanted to have sex with this Chris Colfer so bad. Really? Oh, Chris Colfer. Ugh. Ugh. The only thing that used to that used to dissuade me was he used to talk like this. And clearly his balls dropped since Glee ended. And so now he's more like this. You know, it's okay. I can do that. And I was like, girl, you can get it. Ugh. Ugh. I love Chris Colfer.
2: Okay. All right. So I'm going to say something
0: that's going to probably nauseate you. But yeah. I kind of think
2: Ross Matthews is cute.
0: No, 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 no. no! I'm going to tell you something, actually. One of the things I don't get is uh, if you ever meet Ross Matthews in person, which it's funny that I've interviewed some of these. I interviewed Ross Matthews at DragCon last year, mm-hmm. and I've seen him around before, too. He, he's always around L.A. or Palm Springs a lot, actually, and... I, don't, I know there's the whole yeah, the camera and it's 10 pounds, blah, 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 blah. But it's very stri- it's striking when you meet him, how he's not as heavy as he looks on TV.
2: Well, and I was going to talk about that because I know that he was just on Trixie and Katya's show mm-hmm. where they interviewed him for a bit. I watched a bit like when we were sc- I was going through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And watching him where he was sitting in the director's chair this week, he looks like he's gained weight. He looks like this, like it's since season, since All Stars 3 taped you know not that i'm a big girl so that's you know whatever but he's he looks like some he looks like somebody who i would i would like very much to like make out with like i would i would really like to have a make out session with Ross Matthews
0: i'm not saying he's like a skinny many but if you ever met Ross Matthews you would think mm-hmm. oh he's a lot thinner than i thought he was so that means if i was ever on the show i would look like you know here you know, those those laughing cow cheeses <laughs> You know that one I'm talking about? The little laughing cow? Meaning actually just the round actual cheese. Yeah, you know the round cheese, the little round cheese? Mm-hmm. And then you take it out of the wax and then you mm-hmm. like ball it up and then you mm-hmm. throw it away? I would look at mm-hmm. like the balled up wax. The <laughs> discarded wax from a a, a a little little laughing cow cheese. A baby a baby belgouda or whatever they're called.
2: Okay. And that was self esteem moment with Joe Patans. So
0: so those were the looks. After Ben's elimination, the girls try to process what happened with Ben's self elimination and why Ben made the decision she did. Back on the workroom couch, Bibi Zahara Benet is reluctant to reveal who she would have sent home. Bibi, whose lipstick did you pull? Out of respect for Della, not going to reveal who I was going to send home or who I was gonna bring in. Just so everybody knows, so don't come asking me.
1: We do this every week, girl. You
0: know what I say? And I would just really, really appreciate if everybody just let that be. She's not going to tell. Let's not talk about it then. Thank you. Taylor, what are are your thoughts on this behavior?
2: I thought it was, I I get why she did it. Because at that point, everybody has a bullseye on their back. So Mm -hmm. you're not going to set it up that you do this and then, you know, you're the bottom three and they go, oh, well, bitch was going to send me home. So I'm sending her home first. Mm -hmm. Um, I I also I, I think it was that being said, I think it was a weak ass move. You know, she's been doing so well, according to her at the end of at the end of this episode. So really, at this point, there's no reason to hide hide your cards. Just put them out. Put him out and say he was out there because, I mean, ultimately, though, she could potentially have been pissing off two people Mm -hmm. because she if she didn't pick Morgan to come back, then that pisses off Morgan. And if she was going to send one of the other three home, then that then that's two potential um, saboteurs to her legacy.
0: You know, I see what you mean. I'm not even necessarily against the fact that she didn't want to show her her lipsticks were. I get that. It's sort of the way she does it. It's just the way she does it is so obnoxious.
2: Well, I have a feeling that we saw a very truncated version of uh, we do. The, yeah. to show. Well, I'm sure they were all trying to get her to show the lipsticks and they just kind of cut it down. To, because there was very, I decided I'm not talking about it, thank you, and was just very curt.
0: But you
2: don't start off that curt after you do that.
0: I think she does. Band. I think she, I'll tell you why. I want you to hear something here. I'm going to play the clip again. And then I'm going right. to stop it when we get through. Trixie, just so you know, because I have to listen to these, so you, listen carefully. You can tell when Trixie says, she says something in the middle, you'll hear, it's not said then. In fact, on the show, they cut away from her face. Mm-hmm. So it's it's clear she didn't say it then.
2: No, it sounds like it sounds like she said it during the interview.
0: Yeah, yeah, during the confessional. You're right. Here we go. Right, BB, whose lipstick did you pull? Okay, boring. Out of respect for Della. respect for De Not going to reveal who I was going to send home. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I was going to bring. Here in, it comes. Just so everybody knows, so Here don't it comes. come asking me. We do this every week, girl. We see that, that that that. Nope, she didn't. She didn't say that right then. I'm going to go back right here. Right. Listen, and then you're going to hear changes. We do this every week, girl. You don't want to say? You See, she just said, you don't want to say. She said, you don't want to say in front of her. But she didn't say, you do this every week, girl. You're right. That's from a confessional. Yeah. So, I'm, so what I'm saying is, if they were bugging her for a long time, they wouldn't need to pull uh, audio from a confessional. No. They'd, they'd have the audio that um, they This BB is a problem. She's full of herself. And we're not going to have it. And I'm not going to have it. Not on this show. Not on any show. Send her home. Yeah. Off with her Where's head. Where's her lipstick? Where's yeah. her lipstick? I don't like it. I, I wanted to put that clip on. She's, oh, she's so ugh. I don't like her. I want her off the show. I don't think... If she wins, I'll be so mad. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom with a very special guest, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. Well, when I got the invitation to visit the workroom... She has no idea where she is. You know that, right?
2: I know. That's so clear. She does yes, can not she know even where pause she is. It? I'm
0: going to play it back. She's so I was like, where am I again? She goes like, when I got the invitation to visit the workroom, like, she's." Like, and do you think she even knows they're drag queens?
2: I th- She's got to know they're drag queens. I think I think she probably was like, oh, well, I was expecting pretty girls. I mean, that's.
0: I feel that's why she's there in that workroom, because they're like, no, Miss, Miss Pelosi will not be seen with drag queens. Because the opportunities for someone to show pictures, well,
2: and my my thought is though, I mean, even just the fact that she was on the show is going to be used as ammunition against her, you know, by conservatives. I would think that you know she's she's hanging out with deviants and she's hanging, you know. That's,
0: but that's she she's the the, the representative from San Francisco. She's safe as can be.
2: Well, I know. It just. It's, it, but on the national picture, I would think that you you're going to get some of these people that are going to look at her. She's hanging out with you know those people.
1: Well, when I got the invitation to visit the
0: workroom, I I, I I couldn't resist. <laughs> Wait, yeah. did
1: somebody just say resist? <laughs> yeah.
0: Resist. Yeah. <laughs> and then she does like the black. Uh, isn't that the the Black Panther sign? <laughs> she
2: wasn't doing the Black Panther thing. She had on a rainbow band that she was oh showing.
0: is that what she was doing yes oh. she had, she had, i thought no, she, was she was doing the like doing the fist the, the
2: but no she was showing she it looked like she had a um it looked like an apple watch band actually
0: oh. um, but because it, I,
2: I, it looked like there was a buckle to it but yeah she kind of held up her wrist to show that she because they probably did it where she probably said resist well then resist that it looks like she's trying to fist somebody but um if if it showed the apple watch i'm sure they can't do that because then it's You know, then it's a brand, it's a free commercial. All right, here we go.
1: To be here, you're an inspiration, I hope you know, because you really know your power. It's about taking pride, and that's what you do, take pride in yourself. So you know your power. And don't forget to vote. Voting is everything. I mean, people sacrifice so much in our country for people to have the right to vote.
0: It's a blessing. But we have to use it. If you don't vote, you don't count. And you count. Now, let me ask you this question, Taylor. Would mm-hmm. you cry if Nancy Pelosi walked into wherever? He-
2: no. I, and I, I i was actually, I figured you were going to ask that. I, well, okay. I don't know that I would cry for for Nancy Pelosi. I think if I was in a small room like that and I was not expecting somebody that I truly respected For what they did for me, as it appears that Trixie respects what Nancy Pelosi does for our country and our community. um, I could see where that could be emotional. Plus, they're also, you know, they're also doing these like 16 hour days for three weeks, too. So that might have played a small role in it as well. Uh I think, you know, if I could see myself using this, you know, using this example, if you had somebody like, you know.
0: I mean, I don't. I already have have examples. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Like if Ruth Bader Ginsburg walked into the group, that's a good one. I could see myself crying because she's here's the thing this is no offense against Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I'm a Democrat, a hardcore Democrat. I want to see her as a Speaker of the House. I'm not coming down on Nancy Pelosi.
2: However, are unsubscribing left and right. I
0: know. Well, you know, p- he, what you just you announced uh, you're a Democrat. This, all, of the, all
2: of our Republican listeners, the thousands and thousands of them,
0: unsubscribe. Oh, there's a listener of ours who I was actually like sneaking on his. Uh, I was stalking his Twitter account, and I found out he's a secret Republican. Twinks,
2: twink listeners everywhere, just paused for a second. <laughs> hey, what? We love cabin Republicans.
0: So this Nancy Pelosi, she's just a standard issue politician to me. Now, she happens to fight for our side. And what Nancy Pelosi is good at, it's the same thing that Harry Reid and Chuck Schumer are good at. They're really good at, like, the nuts and bolts of politics. And that, mm-hmm. you know, Nancy Pelosi, she can get shit done. She knows how to fucking turn the screws of government to get people to do what she wants, especially on her party. Like, she's actually very – you know, they often try and paint her as not successful, but she's actually very good at keeping those Democrats in line. She's very good at that. But that's not sexy. and There's nothing that makes me cry. She's really good at working – Okay, but you just said sexy and make you – it doesn't have to be sexy. It's so fucking – oh, dude. When I think about how fucking government works, I get so fucking hard. (laughs) Oh, man. I just want to just fucking just – Thinking about tort reform and just fucking just white papers, I just start stroking it. I'm so uncomfortable right now. (laughs) I just think about it and I'm just like, ooh, you know, you know what I say when I think about that? It can make make me feel very um, um, just sexy and just American all at the same time. Only in America,
1: woman like me have a freaking chorizo.
0: Yeah, and at the end, I'm just
2: bam. (laughs)
0: just what you say when you come just go Uh, bam when i think about things coming out of committee oh like i put the come in committee
2: (laughs) oh god okay all right all right you're done you're done (laughs) you're done okay ruth bader ginsburg oh yeah yeah
0: oh when i think about (laughs) fucking ruth bader
2: stop it oh my god okay who else anybody else
0: Oh, you know what I'm being totally 100% on? If Barack Obama walks in the fucking room, I think I would be sobbing like a yeah. baby. I'm even Barack kind of tearing up right now thinking about Barack Obama walking in the room. Yes. Yeah. I, Hillary Clinton.
2: What about her? Would you would would you tear up?
0: Mm, I've actually seen Hillary Clinton speak before. No. Maybe because I've already seen her speak before.
2: Okay. Uh... I think as far as politics goes, like Barack Obama, I didn't even think I was thinking more of women, but Barack Obama would be one that I think I would be very overwhelmed if I actually got to be, you know, that close to him, that close to him, and he's talking to me, you know, talk about a magnetic presence. But I also, I also feel I oh, was a man, very, I would suck. So I will leave the show. <laughs> I will leave the show, and you could do the rest of it by yourself. Um, I, I, I was a huge Hillary fan, so I know that she's kind of a lot of people have turned on her, but I still I still feel like she would have she's better than what we have now.
0: Oh uh, when I think about politics love love
2: you, when, <laughs> just, just wave at the screen when you're done.
0: When I think about <laughs> redistricting. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I think of it, Dan, I'm really not listening. I better
2: wait. I took it off. Okay,
0: I did talk about your, your pants. Re- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I-
0: <laughs> it's off. It's off. All right. All right. Very good. <laughs> But I'm gonna keep that handy. That, that clip. I handy. was gonna say.
2: Now I just I just handed you kryptonite, so uh-huh. that now now
0: we know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <so> gross. <laughs> anyway, the point is, I don't get why they're crying. She's a normal politician, and she's a, she, I respect her, and and but I wouldn't cry. I just wouldn't cry. I didn't, I didn't get that part. But again, they Lisa Kudrow. Her.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's clear that she probably did a what's the tea. Yeah. It's it's just the. I mean, I'm not completely familiar with she's i mean she's she's pretty safe as far as re-election and stuff right
0: oh for her well okay that's a quick question in terms of her district yeah she is unbeatable in her district
2: oh okay i'm thinking of diane feinstein because i know that oh yeah Dianne, well, look
0: here's diane feinstein she's old and she's uh. crazy you know she's always been sort of uh a, a centrist you know? Okay. And she's now, be, now I think in the way times are, she seems sort of Republican-y. She's not, but uh, she does she have some sort of centrist views. And I think, all, but I think also like, look, um, she's in her like mid to late 80s. I don't know exactly how old she is. Hold on. That's Siri how old she is. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: I thought she's like 84. Yeah.
0: Hey, hey, Siri, how old is Diane Feinstein?
1: Feinstein is
0: eighty-four. Oh wow, Thank look up. at you, Taylor the Latte boy, knowing how old Diane Feinstein is. Yeah, so uh, I think people are just like uh, it's over. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Thank you Time for your to... service. Let, let someone else in. And there's like there's like and there's actually like this young a politician who's been gunning for her shot and he's like very charismatic and they kinda want him to have it. Latino. Mm-hmm. So All right, after Ms. Pelosi left the workroom, RuPaul announced this week's Maxi Challenge. For this week's Maxi Challenge,
1: you'll be playing important, award-winning female characters starring in the raunchiest girl comedy blockbuster of all time. (laughs) (laughs) The working title is My Best Squirrel Friend's Mate's Wedding Trip. Rolls off the tongue. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, our story features the most gag-worthy ensemble of characters ever. There's Sharon Frokovich, a busty whistleblower who fights the power. There's her royal majesty, the queen. She's reigned for decades with the motto, keep calm and carry a big purse. Oh, (laughs) a dumb joke. There's Octavia, the pie-making maid turned rocket scientist who doesn't take crap from anybody. And there's the beige swan, an unhinged (laughs) prima ballerina obsessed with winning. And last but not least, there's Lala, a young actress singing and dancing her way to movie stardom. (laughs) Now, Morgan, as a welcome back gift, you get to assign the roles.
0: Back at the workroom couch, Morgan McMichaels assigned the roles to the remaining queens. They were cast as follows. Bibi, the queen, Morgan, Beige Swan, Shangela, Octavia, Kennedy, Lala, and Trixie, Sharon Frokovich. Neither Bebe nor Trixie were very happy about their character assignments. I'm wondering why I'm being given the queen. She's very uppity tight, very stiff, and, and kind of very unapproachable.
1: Uh, I don't get it. Morgan's like, what roles are you guys drawn to? And I'm like, well, I like this one and this one. And she goes, great, I'm going to give you this other one. Not only do I not think this role's very funny, but it's a million lines. Also, I didn't want to wear brown hair.
0: All right, Taylor the Latte Boy, your thoughts on the people bitching Taylor about trip Sorry, your thoughts on Trixie and BB bitching about their roles? In look. The BB made sense.
2: The BB one made sense. I could see a little bit where Trixie is a little pissed, especially because she was kind of doing that whole "I want the Black China," you know, role mm-hmm. from season nine. Mm-hmm. But I. You know, BB is uptight and uppity and stuffy and just kind of aloof, and that that makes sense to me to have her as the as the queen. The best part of that though was the looks on her face when the, when Shangela made her comment at, and some of the kind of double takes and stuff. I I I giggled at those
0: moments. No, there was a discussion on Reddit because all this stuff came out that we're look that we're at right now uh, on the preview that came out earlier in the week. And there was discussion on Reddit because they heard it earlier in the week that maybe BB was saying it with tongue in cheek, and that she knew that she comes off like that.
2: Oh, I think she. I think so too. But yeah, no, I I do think it makes sense. And I, I, the comments and stuff were very well. I don't understand. You know, it's sort of like when I say, you know, I've been known to say here at work, here at work, wow, here at home. Um, well, you know, as somebody who never gets dramatic, I'll say that to my husband, and he just kind of looks at me because everybody knows I do get occasionally dramatic about things. So, I I think that might have been why she was saying that there was a there was definitely a tongue planted firmly in cheek.
0: I don't know. She seems very self. Un, not, she lacks a lot of self awareness. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. That could be the case. But I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if it was the other way around. Whereas anybody else would have been, no, they're kidding. You know, they're being funny. With her, I, I'm not really so sure. I'm not, I could be convinced either way. Yeah. I'm not entirely Ultimate, convinced. Ultimately,
2: I don't care enough to find out if it was tongue in cheek or not. I mean, she's sort of,
0: look, kind of done. I put a I'm discussion done. point here because it's like, otherwise, there would be no discussion points.
2: No, I know. I appreciate that.
0: So, during their filming with Ross Matthews, the girls all got a moment to try out their material in front of the director. Shangela and Trixie performed well, while Bebe was stiff and quiet, and Morgan was less swan and more ugly duckling. This left an awkward task for director Ross Matthews to give some direction.
2: Whatever you're going to do,
0: I want you to commit to it. I mean, because remember Black Swan? She was kind of like...
2: She's a nut job.
0: You can make it campier. Just do it 100 It's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the penultimate runway. Trixie talks about the perception that she's not very nice to other queens. BB brings the bougie. Morgan is a nice drag queen and Kennedy shares her frustration at the lack of recognition. See, that's my whole purpose of being an All-Star
1: 3. I want to be that girl. Because before All-Stars, it was like, oh yeah, and Kennedy's here. Yay! (laughs) Second thought. I'm trying to be that first thought queen. Since season seven, when we are all booked together and we have a meet and greet and everybody be in line for them and I be by myself and then five minutes before it's time to wrap, they want to rush over and grab a picture. That's what I mean by second thought.
0: All right, Taylor, uh, do you have any thoughts on on the clips I just played and they had just talked about? I have some thoughts on what Kennedy just said, but I want to see if you have anything to say first.
2: I, I the Kennedy statement. Makes me very sad that there's something about that, that that makes me sad and makes me angry for her. And I know that there has been a lot of talk as far as the way uh, queens of color have been treated on the show and after the show. As far as if you look at their Instagram likes and followers on Twitter and stuff, they aren't nearly as high as somebody like a Pearl or Trixie or Katya, that sort of stuff. You know, I think it speaks a lot to continued racism in general, but also within our community um, and people not necessarily appreciating the talent that, you know, lover or hater. Kennedy's got some talent and I it, it just it just makes me sad for her.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I've been to events, mostly drag con Where all these queens are there, and you see, like Kennedy went very far in her season, and now she's gone all the way to the end. Whether she wins or not, she went she's on every episode of All Stars 3. Yeah. It's a good point. And when you go to Dragcon, she like when I've been there, like she has nobody in her lines. And it's like people like the beautiful young white queens, or I I don't want to say it's only because it's funny because as a Latino, uh, you know, there's a part of me that goes, I want to say, there's a part of me that wants to say like, oh, and the Latinos too. But actually, the Latinos get a lot of love. It seems to be like the Asian queens, not all of them, but some of the Asian queens and the black queens are very much ignored.
2: Well, but I would say, I would assume the Asian queens with the possible exception of like Jujubi and Manila.
0: Yes, yeah. There's there's certain there's certain ones that have risen above the fray, yeah. But like for instance, I remember like Kamara Black's table was non-existent. I believe Gia Gunn is also non-existent. Maybe it might be different now that she's sort of she, she has a much higher profile now. Mm-hmm. But like last year, or the last couple of years, Gia Gunn's table was like very few people. You know, but yet you see, again, like Pearl's a good example that like the lines around the block or like uh, and you're like, she's kind of mediocre,
2: you know, which is that's gross. There's something not to take away from Pearl, but when you compare the talent level of Pearl versus the talent level of like a Kennedy Davenport, I kind of see Kennedy as being the more talented and the more seasoned and the more you know everybody wants to fuck pearl yeah that that that's why everybody stand there and they all think that they stand in line that at the very least they're going to get the you know take their picture with a cute boy or a cute drag queen
0: yeah i, I when you
2: go to drag con you see it it's kind of sad i okay i'm gonna say something that's going to sound it could potentially sound racist mm-hmm. and go on licking his chops literally twirling his mustache um i am more fascinated and i hope that 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 i am more fascinated with queens of color than i am with white queens for the most part i enjoy hearing their stories more i feel like the the level the level of work and everything that they do it's there's something about it that's fascinating to me um, and I think part of that comes from watching Paris is Burning and, you know, just the, the, there's something about that that I just find more interesting to watch. So my feeling is if I went to DragCon, I would probably want to spend more time with the queens of color than I would with most of their white counterparts.
0: Yes, I agree with you. Um I think when I go there, like, I remember Stacy again, times have changed, and Mm -hmm. so I want to see what happens this year, because I feel like Stacy Lane Matthews is a good example of her, her, like, profile has risen. Yeah. And so, like, I remember the first year I went, Stacey Lane Matthews had, like, a fold-out table, and was just like, like, you could just walk up to her. There wasn't a line at all, you know? Um, and, uh, but I think that's different now, now with the whole popularity of Henny and whatnot, I think that she's done a good job of marketing herself, but, um, because I bet she's gonna be in a better position, have a longer line, and more people are gonna want to see her, but it's been sad in the past when they've been, especially for, like, a Stacey Lane Matthews. Anyone, like, or a Puerto Rican queen doesn't usually have as long a line, unless they're, like, a very high-profile one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the, the, um... Most pleasant thing to see. So, i that's something, you know, I was actually talking about this today earlier with uh my friend Sweet Michael because I, I don't know, and I have no idea why. I have no idea why, but I saw this Adam Ripon. I, I got not angry, but I got very troubled and I couldn't articulate why, but I saw the clip of Adam Ripon talking to um, Reese Witherspoon on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Okay. And for some reason, it triggered me about. And I like Adam Rippon. I'm a fan of Adam Rippon. I think he's very charming and very funny. And I think overall a very uh, good representation of the gay community. But once again, it's a thin, white, cute Cute. gay boy. You know? Even Mm -hmm. to the point where even like he's more popular than this Gus Kenworthy. But he's also thin, cute, white gay boy. And and there is this sort of like... I don't even know if I would say it's quiet, but this th- – no one talks about the racism inside the gay community sort of the white um, supremacy within the gay community. And this is a good example of, of where you see it is at DragCon, just right in front of you. And I feel it doesn't even want – the show doesn't even want to touch it. You know, they, yeah. they, they walk – they dance around it on the show and they'll say things like um, – like, oh, well, this queen's more... Like, they never said with Kennedy, like, because I'm a black queen, the black queens have this problem. But the black queens have this problem. Or, yeah, like, when a black queen's in a lip sync battle against a, a, a non-black queen... The next day, and the, and the, if the Black Queen wins, the next day the Black Queen has the N world, the N word hurled at her, like horrible racism hurled at them. The next, really? Day, oh, you don't know about this? Yes, Nina. No,
2: I don't. I don't know. About yes, that, which which is it's disgusting, but I, I
0: yeah, yeah. I, Nina Bonina Brown has suffered greatly at it,
2: like especially after well, Valentina. I remember, well, I was gonna say, I know after the Valentina thing, people were saying that she should have just you know given up and let Valentina. Have a uh, that's but, ridiculous. But again, wh- whereas Valentina is Latina, uh, Valentina is also thin and cute and young. Yeah. Whereas Nina, you wouldn't necessarily say. That. I didn't necessarily find Nina attractive as a boy.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You know? And if you're attractive as a boy, then you, you get a like. I feel like Chichi Devane is a good example. Chichi Devane is a cute, cute, cute fucking boy. Yeah. And I bet you get a lot more love when he goes to DragCon. You know,
2: so on on a side note about Chi Chi, we watched the last because we watch it on VH1. We watched the last five or six minutes of Ben going home last week's and the whole memes as far as the look on Chi Chi's face standing in the background where she's kind of got this puppy dog look on her face as she's watching Ben do. Mm -hmm. Have you
0: seen that yet? No,
2: it's it's worth it to go back and watch the last couple of minutes of the episode and not even focus on all of the other drama. Just focus on Chi Chi's
0: face. It is the most adorable thing you've ever seen i will have to go watch that okay so let's move on actually back on the main stage we got our chance to take a peek at the film the girls made after the judges critiques rupaul named trixie mattel and shangela as the winners of this week's challenge that left the remaining queens in the bottom during the workroom deliberations the bottom three girls took turns pleading their cases to trixie and shangela before they broke off into groups though the girls discuss their situations on the workroom couch. Bebe makes it obvious that she's never watched RuPaul's Drag Race, while Kennedy struggles with a common phrase. You look like Ornacea, but like...
1: <laughs> What's Ornacea? I don't know what that is. She's fully never seen Drag Race. The mannequin hair girl. BB won Drag Race and stopped watching it. <laughs> no, no, it's oh, not that. Girl, get ready. They're they they gonna meme your ass them to them death, bitch. <laughs> Wait, what does You know how they, um, meme,
0: yeah, that. (laughs) That was a very, very cute, heartwarming moment for me.
2: Yes, and you know right now, Mimi I'm First is so excited because they're going to be plastering her face all over pictures for this episode. Yeah.
0: Well, guess what,
2: Mimi, we did. (laughs) <laughs> you, Mimi, I'm first. Mimi, I'm
0: first was number third in the voting. I could not believe it. Uh, again, two great quotes. That's what was. So, it was so fun because usually I would expect Kennedy to be really upset by what was going on, but she actually mm-hmm. had a very good sense of humor about it. And you're like, oh, they all get along. They're all friends. They're all having a laugh, and that was yeah. really heartwarming to see. I really, really, really like that moment.
2: Well, those are the mo- those are my favorite moments in Untucked. I know that we're you know coming into where they're gonna start doing untucked again. And those are always the moments that I think are the most heartwarming and 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 the moments that you really kind of fall in love with the girls. So I'm I'm looking for. I know you like the fights, but I like the I like the kind moments between between the contestants.
0: Well, look, it, look, there there are some very famous kind moments. You know, one of my favorite moments is when Kennedy. Speaking of Kennedy, Kennedy is good for this stuff. It's not just the anger. In fact, I'm I am going to play a classic clip. We have the time where it's mm-hmm. this one right here, and this is another very bonding moment between the girls, and it's Kennedy again being kind of charming.
1: After a long night of hooking. <laughs> trey didn't like the session so he had good at me okay and set me on fire oh i see but you know i didn't die okay i had crystallized oh and now i'm a (laughs) glamazon bitch ready for the runway
0: and that's just uh kennedy ginger and katya hanging out in the Intact lounge yeah and that's a great moment it's like moments like that that i really 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 like um yeah. back on the main stage, Trixie and Shangela went head to head in a lip sync battle for their legacies. The song
1: money don't make no money, but freaky money, you get the money, cuz freaky money, you get the money, cuz freaky, freaky. Money, money,
0: Freaky money, money, money by RuPaul and Big Frida. in the end RuPaul named Shangela as the winner of the lip sync which earned her $10,000 and the right to send one of the girls home after a painful deliberation Shangela chose Morgan McMichaels to get the chop Taylor the Latte Boy any final thoughts on the episode? what were your thoughts on the lip sync? uh I was very offended I'm gonna sue Shangela for portraying me on the lip sync <laughs> it's funny
2: you mentioned that because at one point my husband turns to me and goes do you think fat people are going to start talking about this on twitter that they're all tr- offended and triggered and i went yep absolutely <laughs> well i wasn't really triggered but you know uh no i know i know you weren't i know you're being silly but 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 there are going to be people out there that are
0: yeah but there are people who get mad at everything taylor we we've right. learned that you know we yes, yes we could go on here we could go here in a in a fucking diaper and people would be like, "Oh, Taylor and Joe, you're fucking disgusting." <laughs> I was gonna say, "Oh, put some clothes on." Yeah.
2: So yeah, no, it's whatever. But I, I, I thought it, it was awesome. It was funny, and it was, and I, I know that we talk about the fake RuPaul
0: mm-hmm. laughing
2: at stuff. That looked genuine. She looked like she was having a very good time watching.
0: Well, look, of course, it's yes, she did. She did have a genuinely good time. But you're playing to RuPaul is like, uh, this is RuPaul's wheelhouse, which is like singing her own songs back to her on her show as she's judging, and of course she's amused by anything that happens. But it, it was genuinely amusing.
2: Yeah, she wasn't doing the fake hitting the table.
0: Yeah, like when she goes before. like. Ah! Look, she's, no, she's genuinely laughing. So, yeah. uh, are there anything? Are there any topics or points that you want to make that we missed, Taylor? No, I think this. You know, we talked about donuts.
2: We talked about Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. We talked about the color red. Yeah, and we talked about a fat suit. <laughs> I, I think we've. I think we've pretty much hit. We talked. We've talked about queens of color.
0: So, uh, but I do want to ask you about a certain. I'm looking at my notes here. You know, some things we kind of glossed over is, did you have any strong opinions on the actual movie itself? The My Best Girlfriend's Drag Maid's Wedding Trip? No, it was dumb. It was d-
2: it, Actually, no. They're, 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 okay, I do have a feeling. Mm-hmm. The whole thing at the end where they, they all farted, Here Comes the Bride. Yeah. All I kept thinking is from season one where RuPaul is saying, this is legacy work. And they're all standing there pretending to fart in unison. Mm-hmm. To here comes a. Par- I was just like, this is so, not even remotely funny. I'm not a big fart joke fan. That's, mm-hmm. that's Neither just, am mind. That's so it feel it feels it feels low hanging fruit to me. It, it, it was not and funny
0: at all. What yeah. about um? Not even worth talking about. They had a discussion about. Do you know? Do you remember the, the story with Trixie Mattel and the Wee Ho Queens? And
2: no, I, I, they kind of alluded to it, yeah, but I'm not.
0: It was like with that. last year at some point. And I think, I don't remember. I'm sure someone who listens will fill me under the tea. There was some sort of oblique drama that all the queens knew what it was, but it was just sort of hinted at on Twitter that Trixie Mattel, you know, who lives in Los Angeles now was accused of being really cold and mean to the other West Hollywood queens. Now, as we know, West Hollywood queens are very clicky. And yeah. they can also be very mean. But uh, they were accusing her of being mean to them. And it was like this weird little war that she's acting grand. And she thinks she's better than everybody. And there was like a minor little war. I think a scuffle. And I think they made it up. Again, led by Detox, who has since left West Hollywood, now lives in Chicago. So they touched on that. What about the B.B. being bougie?
2: Well, I think I talked about that earlier, that B.B. is bougie. BB's is definitely very bougie. But that's... Again, BB is like sort of one of those. I know she's there, but I kind of forget that she's there until they show her. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You know, yeah. I I think, I think Morgan going home. It could have been Morgan or Mm BB, but I also kind of get that the four that are left that were there before DeLa left. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that it makes sense for Morgan to go home, just as as them because they wanted to be the four that kind of work that have been through this whole journey together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, Morgan, I'm not surprised that Morgan went home though, to be fair, on, on, on outfits alone for the runway. If, if, that, if that played a part in it, that should have saved, that should have saved her. Cause again, favorite look of the season.
0: Now, did you see the preview for next week?
2: I, I saw that they have the judges or the jury panel or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they show it really, really fast.
0: Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the jury?
2: I don't really – all I know is I'm assuming they all have to go in and they maybe have to plead their case to the other – to the eliminated queens? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that is that – okay. Well, I then I don't really have anything to say about it. I kind of was surprised that it happened in the workroom. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the way – because I had heard of that there was a jury thing. I had assumed that it would be almost kind of like where they sort of sit off to the side – during, like, when they have the talent or the variety shows, I figured it would be something like that, and they would be part of the the, the, final, the final runway and everything, but I don't know. Were all of them there? I believe they are all there. Okay, because I wasn't sure if Ben was a part of it or not.
0: Oh, well, it, Ben may be a part of it. There was a controversy this week where Ben de la Creme wrote on Twitter about – she's actually referring to the RuPaul trans issue about how her partner is trans – Right, and she referred to herself as Bendel Christ, and Shangela freaked the fuck out of her and says, "Don't make me say I'll clear the air, I'll clear the house, or air the house out, or something like that." Because you not you and I both know that you are not like Christ or something, and they settled it off social media. But uh, some people speculate that it has something to do with this upcoming episode that maybe Ben is you know votes against Shangela, or who knows? No one knows okay. what what's going on.
2: You also have to remember, this all happened a year ago. These girls have seen each other a million times in between. Mm-hmm. There's going to be drama that happens that nobody knows about. Because I know that Aja said something, too. Aja, uh, were you sure it was Shangela? Maybe it was Aja said something. No, it was Shangela on Twitter. Oh, Aja, Aja said something on Twitter, too, that alluded to, you want me to spill the tea, I'll gladly spill the tea. And then I saw that Ben kind of backtracked with the whole, when I said Ben la Christ, I was just playing along and... All that kind of stuff. So, well, I don't know. It's it's also middle school. But we all can't get enough of it.
0: No, we cannot. Uh, well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Make sure to tune in this week and every week as we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct every new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 3. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away. Until next week. to share your thoughts about drag race email us at drag race at gmail.com if you want to help the show leave us a review on itunes the more positive reviews we get the higher we move up in the rankings and that helps the show find a bigger audience if you want to help the show even more support us on patreon at patreon.com slash drag race recap for as little as one dollar a month you gain access to exclusive bonus content not available on the main podcast feed. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit us at our website at dragracerecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram and Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at CatchingUpPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Batance that's joe B-E-T-A-N-C-E.